Welcome to Drinks at the Doll, episode 59, Minor Dark Fae Characters. You're listening to Drinks at the Doll, a podcast waystation for Lost Girl fans. I'm your host, Stephanie. And I have this episode, it's a few leftover bits of conversation from our discussion about the Dark Fae, which you can listen to over at drinksofthedoll.com slash 58. We had a guest, my friend Elizabeth, whom I apparently am now contractually obligated to call my friend Elizabeth. She is a a scholar of religion. She's working on her PhD in religion and theological studies. And she was on the show to talk about the Dark Fae generally as a group. We also talked about them as sort of a model of evil on the show in many ways. It was a longer episode. As you could tell, our completed episode was about an hour and 19 minutes, I believe. So we had a few little bits of conversation that I I removed for time, but there is still some, I think, some good discussion that goes on in these these few little 10 minutes, so I thought I would release it out to to you folks to listen to. The first section is a where we got a little more meandering in our discussion. We talk mostly about some minor Dark Fae characters that we meet in the series. We also talk a bit about the Slender Man in episode 302, Subterfanian, and how he perpetrates a bad thing on his own Light Fae compatriots. But I think also... Uh, a point that was trying to be made as we were talking in our Dark Fae episode about examples of when the Light Fae had abused humans quite the way that we've seen the Dark Fae do several times. And this might also be an example of this, I think, is maybe what the commenter was getting at, because we, even though the Slender Man, I think, perpetrates an even worse thing against his own brethren, his own Light Fae, we also do see him kidnap and use humans similarly. So that's this first clip. And then in the second section... We talk a bit more about Bo being unaligned as well as Dark Fae territories and the idea of clans on the show. So here are those two bits of dialogue that were removed from the final episode, and I hope you enjoy them. But I'm trying to think of other Dark Fae characters. We mentioned the Circuits, the sisters, where we had one who was just like, yeah, exploit the humans, it'll make us money. But then the other one who felt... Like, that was a wrong thing to do, and they shouldn't be doing that. We had the mayor and the Sandman in Scream a Little Dream, mm-hmm. who, again, kind of just exploiting the humans available to them. Oh, there was the the Alabaster in The Morning After, who was betrayed mm, yeah. as pretty evil. I don't know. Something about that character, just given the values of the show, is maybe portrayed in the show as one of the most evil characters. Right. Does that make sense? Like, Mm -hmm. in the values of the show, killing people can't be the ultimate evil thing because our hero, Bo, did it for years. So she can feel terrible about it. It can be an awful thing. But, like, it can't be unforgivable. But it seems like what the Alabaster does is more unforgivable in the eyes of the show, right? I, I feel know. like the same thing with, with Ball as well, because of his exploitation of the women. He's one mm. of the most more, more evil characters on the show. Right. And he doesn't kill them even, but he's exploiting them in, in, in ways that are very, very bad. And yeah, he comes off, I think, as very evil on the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we see Brazenwood. Right. And that's kind of a dark fae, unlawful paradise. But it doesn't seem all that bad. <laughs> 
there's chickens and a donkey. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> <laughs> they have livestock, so obviously they can't be all bad. Um, <laughs> it's just sort of a wild west kind of a place. I mean, and Tamsin acts like it's going to be the most, oh, just everybody freak out. They're, they're going to get us in the Brazenwood. But you're right. It doesn't really turn out as bad as I would have thought. I mean, just because you can have a duel in the middle of the street in the Brazenwood, maybe that's the difference. Like things are more, yeah, we're fae and we're going to have uh, fights out in the open if we want. I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure out the difference between the Brazenwood and everywhere else in our unnamed town. Maybe it's Toronto, you know. Fayronto. Like, oh, there you go. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. The difference between the Braven, the Brazenwood and our regular town just seems to be they've got livestock. They don't have, it's a little more rural. And it seems like because everybody's Fay and has had to come through the gate, dark Fay presumably, but has had to come through the the gate. You can just sort of do whatever Fay thing out in the open. Oh, I did just think of something that was kind of interesting. So in masks, we see that Nadia was cursed by this dark Fay shaman type of character living in Africa in a hut, very sick. Uh, but the the ash came to this dark Fay character to put the curse on her. So it's this weird collaboration between light and dark where a light fae had to ask a dark fae to, to do this very morally kind of reprehensible thing, which is kind mm -hmm. of interesting, I think. Because that's yeah. why Lachlan had to get Bo to like go after the shaman because he was dark and Lachlan was all, I can't do anything about it. So, <laughs> And that's exactly how he said it. With the hand gestures and everything. <laughs> With the hands. Also, Denise says, what about the Subterfanian episode, season three, episode two? We've got, we've got the crocodile guy, the mm -hmm. sewer alligator, gator, who, and then we've got the light fae. Um, Keep, yeah, the light fae are keeping this guy in. But just one guy. His whole community and his whole community. That's true. The it's slender man. The slender man. Just one light fae person. Feeding off of but a bunch of fae. Illegally, mm -hmm. essentially. Right. Yeah. I mean, he gets official sanction to do it, to keep them quarantined, but only because he lies. He says that they have this disease that they don't actually have. So right. he does get official Light Fae approval to do it, but it doesn't seem like the Light Fae really did all that much digging. Like, it seemed fairly obvious, you know, that they weren't really sick and that it would be okay. Like... Didn't they have an immunologist back then? <laughs> Couldn't they have just figured it out? Guess not. No Lauren yet. But yeah, so, so the light did this cruel thing to their own people. That's what she's talking about. It's kind of interesting to me, too, that I think when the series starts out, the way it starts out, basically, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but basically Bo is supposed to pretty much be persona non grata, right? Once she doesn't choose a side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So again, it's sort of like the group of light friends she has, I think really aren't supposed to be associating with her either. So, but they sort of never really address that that mm. much, or at least make less of an issue of it than they do with the dark fae, perhaps. Yeah. I, well, as, as the series goes along, people keep saying, oh, you know, it'd be so sexy and cool to get Bo to be on our side. You know, wouldn't it be great if Bo 
was dark or Bo was light. You know, wouldn't it be cool if we could finally get the unaligned succubus to align with us? And certainly at the beginning, though, yeah, you're right. She's supposed to be on the outs with everybody. But it just turns out that uh, she buddies up with people and, you know, she's very sexy and, you know, does cool stuff. So why would they not want to hang out with her? Right. (laughs) Well, and people find her useful because she's unaligned. That's kind of how she she, you know, her first case that she gets is about the fact that you're you're, you know, you're not aligned. You can go anywhere. Point. Yeah, Yeah. And you're not you're not, you know, constrained by these territory rules that we have to follow. Yeah. Because that's really emphasized in season one, less so in season two and, and, and subsequent seasons, is this idea of territories. And they're not allowed to cert- enter certain territories if they are, are light and it's dark fight territory, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah. Or they're more noticeable. That's the thing that they've started talking about. Like, if if somebody dark wanders through this area, people would notice, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, I still don't get it. Like, is there some sort of, you know... I don't know. Can they smell it on each other? I don't, I don't get it, but okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to accept it, but like, <laughs> what is it? Yeah. There's kind of this sense, like everybody's supposed to know everybody else's allegiance and maybe they do, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, that just doesn't seem feasible. If you think about the logistics yeah, of Faith, it. Facebook, they're constantly on Faye Facebook, like checking <laughs> off, like, okay, wait, who's dark? Faye. Faye book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's dark? I see what you did there. Are they aligned? (laughs) Well, and there was the talk in the first episode about clan branding and stuff like that, which I don't think they've really talked about since then. Or if they have, I can't think of it. Yeah, I went back and looked at that part where the Blackthorn has his little speech about, you know, who who we are as light, who they are as dark. And yeah, he says, oh, yeah, we need a rebranding. Like we're the light needs a rebranding. So no, I mean physical branding. Oh, Remember in oh, the first like episode, Lauren branding. is checking Bo for any marks to indicate oh. what clan she's from. Hey, but they never talk about that again. No, they don't. Hmm. The only time we get a hint of that is where in Fatal Justice, where Bo recognizes the werewolf. Sorry, the wolf shifter language on the mean wolf shifter who was trying to frame mm-hmm. Dyson. But to me, this is kind of off topic, but how they use the word clan on Lost Girl seems to kind of mm-hmm. shift because sometimes it just means light fae, dark fae, that type of clan, but can also seem to mean particular families mm-hmm. or even particular species of fae. Sure. So sure. It, it can, it's a little loose, their their use of the word clan. Yeah. Well, they, I think they talk about, I mean, maybe the light fae and the dark fae clans like multiples under each heading like there are a bunch of clans that are light and a bunch of clans that are dark although we don't really hear much about the other ones other than like Hale's family and we've heard a couple of other names in the light fae but we don't really know much about the dark fae's clans or elders or anything like that So thank you again to my friend Elizabeth for being a guest. You can follow her on Twitter at ecody. That's E-C-O-O-D-Y. And you can also check out where she's writing about comics and academia over at womenwriteaboutcomics.com. Next week's episode, we are, we are taking it back to the beginning. And we are actually going to discuss the p- premiere episode of Lost Girl. It's a fey, 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 fey world. It's a fey, 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 fey world. Yes, four face. I always worry I put in too many. 
If you have any thoughts you'd like to contribute about that episode of Lost Girl, we would love to include them. You can send us a voice message by going to drinksatthedoll.com and clicking on the send voicemail tab on the right-hand side of the website, or you can send us an email to feedback at drinksatthedoll.com. I'm so glad you could join us at Drinks with the Doll. My name is Stephanie. Thank you so much for listening. Cheers. Cheers.